0: This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. We're going to jump back in here to faith tonight. It's going to be a good evening. We'll let the Word of God instruct us. I'm going to begin in the book of Romans, chapter 10. So if you'll go with me the book of Romans, chapter 10. And after we go from Romans 10, we're going to go into the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Now, as you're turning to Romans 10... Hebrews 11 is is quite often said to be the, the Faith Hall of Fame. The men and women that are in the Faith Hall of Fame, they didn't get there by luck, they didn't get there by chance, they didn't get there because they got all the breaks in life. They got there because they started understanding how it is to live by faith. And they trusted God, and they trusted God, the assurance and the application that they never quit. Now, when you study those men and women in there, sometimes things didn't happen for years and years and years in their life. I mean, you go back and you look at King David. From the time he was anointed the king until he actually became the king was over 13 years. Very similar with Joseph. So part of tonight, what you're going to hear is this. Just stick with it. Just stay with the Word of God. Just keep obeying the Word of God and keep doing the Word of God. And God's Word will come to fruition. Now, we start here in Romans 10, verse number 14. It says, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him? Whom they've not heard. And how shall they hear without a preacher? That literally means that he manifests his word even through the preaching or the teaching of the word of God. Now, when we look at that right there, that's why preaching the gospel is an absolute necessity right there. we got to have people preach the word of God. Verse 15. And how shall they preach unless they are seen? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Verse number 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report or the message? Verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. That's what the the New International Version says. Now if you note right there. He doesn't say that faith can come any other way. He said so faith comes by hearing. And hearing. And hearing. And hearing. It's a continuous hearing. If you'll note, he didn't say faith has come because you heard the word. So it tells me part of my living by faith is I got to continually over and over and over hear the word of God. And so what happens when the word of God is preached, the Holy Spirit uses it to awaken a response of faith within us. So again, every one of us in here, in order to live by faith, I've got to hear the Word of God. And I keep hearing it, and I keep hearing it, and I keep hearing it. So when we talk about faith, you can see real quick, faith is a byproduct of hearing the Word of God. So every time I hear the Word of God, faith is coming. I've got to continue reading the Bible. You've got to get in the book. You get in the book, and God will get into you. Now turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Just a little brief foundation there. Fall in love with the Word of God. Ask God to help you understand it. Get you good um, translations. It's it's good to have good translations that you can really understand what the Word of God is. I know there's some that downplay uh, uh, translations other than the, the, the King James but those aren't to, to bash the Word of God, okay? They're to help us understand it. And so in, in my life, right there by where I read every day, I, and when you hear me speak the Word of God, I preach out of the New King James because it takes the these and the does out. But I will read the Amplified, the New American Standard, the New International Version, the Message Version, the Tree of Life version, the Amplified version. And so it just gives me better understanding of the Word of God. And so I encourage you, find those things in your daily reading and get things you can understand, and and God will help you with it. Now we go to Hebrews 11, verse number 1. Now, 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 I like that right there, now. Not next year, not next month. Not when we all get to heaven. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Now, when you look at that, you can say, what in the world is he talking about? So, let's read it again another way. Now, faith is the substance or the realization of things not seen or hoped for. But it is the evidence or the confidence or the assurance of things not seen. So when we look at faith, what do we think faith is? Because he said faith is the substance of So what is faith? Faith is the word of God. Faith is what God says in his word. So let's read it this way. Now, the word of God is the substance of things hoped for. And the Word of God is the evidence of things not seen. So now what we've done here is we've plugged in the Word of God. And another way of saying it, another translation says this. Faith is the title deed. Faith is, is, is the proof. So anytime you got the title deed, that says it's yours, it's mine. And in, in our lives, anytime you can tell the devil or quote the Word of God to him... You can say, this is the title deed. This is what God's Word says pertaining to my life. And when we start understanding the Word of God again, God's character. He's a God of character. He'll do exactly what He says and exactly what He promised. Verse 2. For by it, for by faith, for by the Word of God, the elders and the elders were the Old Testament saints, the elders obtained a good testimony because of faith, because of the word of God. And in, in their own lives, they attained a good, a good report and it was, was expressed in their obedience and their persistence. Again, when you look and study the men and women of the Old Testament, the reason they got in the Faith Hall of Fame is they begin to obey the Word of God. Now, you can go back. One of them that's listed in there was Abraham. And Abraham said to him, he said, listen, buddy, you got to get out from your father. you got to get out from your relatives, from the people in your own country. you got to get away from them. You know what he did? He obeyed God. He did exactly what God said. And then if you look not only at his obedience, but even his persistence... He kept serving God when people would think you're crazy. You go back and you look at the man Noah. When Noah started building the ark, they say it was estimated well over 100 years it took him to build it, and people would mock him day by day by day. You're stupid. There's not even a lake around here. But because of persistence, he kept going. So I'm reading this about persistence here. And this just rises up even on the inside of me. The the scripture, Galatians 6, 9 says this. Don't grow weary in doing good. In other words, stick with it. Why? For in due season, you will reap if you don't lose heart. Now, many people will say, When's due season? A lot later than you think. But guess what he said? Just keep doing the things. That's the fight of faith. And I just stay with it, and I stay with it, and I stay with it over and over. And so it's not about we're quitters, it's about we're finishers. You just keep staying with the Word of God. And you stay with it, and you stay with it, and you stay with it. Again, a lot of times we have this thought because of where we live in our society that, man, if it doesn't come overnight, if it doesn't come fast, then, well, God must have not wanted me to have it or it wasn't His will. And I just got to stay with it. God's not a microwave God. Let me say a little thing that you may stick with you tonight. God's not into microwaving. God's into marinating. You know, he says, get back in the oven. You're not done. Get back in there. Stay with it, stay with it. So let me just say this to to many of you in this room right now. Maybe you're going through something really tough, a tough season in your life. Don't grow weary. Don't grow weary in doing good. So how how do I, I keep myself from growing weary? I keep saying what God's Word says. Keep speaking those verses over your life. Why? The Bible says there in Isaiah 54, The word of God shall not return void. It'll happen. When, Pastor, when? Well, I'm not God. Just stay with it. Verse 3. By faith, by the word of God, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, we look at some things that are really interesting here in that verse. He said by faith or by God's word, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So as I I look at that word framed, it tells me that God put this place called earth into motion. He framed this earth, and you go back into Genesis 1. How did he frame it? God framed it because he commanded He he spoke, he declared exactly what he wanted to happen. So if you look at Genesis 1, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So if God framed the world by the words of his mouth, because it said by faith, by faith. If he framed the worlds by the word of his mouth, is he telling me and you we can frame our lives by the word of God? I believe that's exactly what he's telling us. And so now I go back and I think, okay, so how did God do it? Well, again, I believe God, he he, he was the God of the Big Bang Theory. God spoke and bang, it happened. And so that happens quite often when we get over the word and we just keep speaking, we just keep speaking, we keep speaking. Now, same chapter. Look with me down into verse number six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. So again, I look at at the start there, what he says. He says, but without faith. So now again, we define what, what faith is. Faith is the word of God. So is he just telling me and you? Without living by the word of God, understanding the things of God, it's impossible to please him. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God, and that word for can be translated differently. It can say because. So if we read it this way, because he who comes to God must believe. Now, the word but must right here is in the necessity. It's not an option. So he said he must believe that he is a rewarder and rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if you make the choice to come to God, to live by faith is not an option. It's a must, and this is what he's talking about. And so when you look at this, he's saying here a steadfast faith. A steadfast faith that believes that God's going to do everything he promises So the only way I know God's will is I've got to get into God's Word. And when I get in God's Word, you'll know God's will. You want to know God's will for your life? Just get in the Word. Just study the Bible. Read the Bible. Now, you're real close. Turn turn probably five pages to your right to James 2. James chapter 2. I'm just going to read two verses there, then we're going to jump back into Hebrews. James 2, verse 19. You believe that there is one God? I do. He said, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Now what a statement. So, what did he just get over here and and try to tell me? Even the demons believe and tremble. So, is there more to faith than just believing? Because if believing was the whole component of faith, even the demons believe. So, what's the difference between the demons who believe and a human being that believes? Watch this in verse 20. But, do you want to know... Oh foolish, 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 foolish man, that faith without works is dead. Faith without corresponding action is dead. Faith without obedience to the word of God is dead. So now, you know what he clarifies? The demons believe, they just don't obey. So now, through the Word of God, it takes faith to a whole nother level. So now let's review just a little bit. We go back to where we started in Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing. So i got to hear the Word. But even when I hear the Word, that's not the it. So now when I hear the Word, I have to make the choice. Do I accept the Word? And what I mean by accepting the Word, do I believe the Word? But now we jump into James, and James adds a little bit more to this puzzle or this thing called faith. And he says, you got to hear it, you got to believe it, but then you got to obey it. you got to actually do it. Now, go with me back to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. It's not complicated the more I say, God doesn't do anything that's complicated. When he's dealing with us. Now again to, to speak to the light. And say let there be. That's, that's a pretty good feat there. To tell the, the sun when to rise and to step. But I'm talking about when he deals with us in his word. That's why Jesus is so often taught in parables. He said I want to make it simple. I, w- I want to make it real simple. So um, I, I, I like to make things simple. As simple. I tell the Lord. Lord help me speak your word with relevance, accuracy and simplicity. Just make it real simple. There was a lady who came by me one Sunday, and she said to me, "She said, I hope you don't. This doesn't hurt your feelings, but she said that was really simple today." Yes, yes, it blessed me. It really did. I said, "I about did a cartwheel for." Her. Hebrews chapter three, <clears throat> verse seven. Hebrews three verse seven. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today. Now, I I want you to mark in your Bible how many times in this passage he's going to deal with today. It's pretty interesting. Today. Today. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't wait till next year. Today. If you will hear his voice, you will hear his word. Do not harden your hearts to his voice or his word. As in rebellion. Now what rebellion would be for me and you. Is when we hear the word of God. And we know precisely what the word of God says. But you say I'm not going to do it. Now you have a choice in there; You don't have to do it. But now he's saying something that's going to take place in there. He says do not harden your hearts with rebellion. So anytime I disobey the word of God. In the spirit realm. My heart is hardening. It is hardening to the word of God. And when my heart hardens to the word of God, it's a form of rebellion. Verse 8. Do not harden your hearts in rebellion in the day of the trial in the wilderness. Now what he's doing here, he's going way back, way back, way back to the book of Numbers chapters 11, 12, and 13 with the Israelites. God, he, he moves them out of Egypt and he says to him, boys, we're going to go to the promised land. We're going to go to a land that flows with milk and honey. So they're in the wilderness and God's made all these promises to him. Okay, this is what he's talking about here. Verse 9, where your fathers tested me and they tried me and they saw my works for 40 years. They saw my faithfulness for 40 years. Okay, now think just a little bit all, all they saw. and We'll just hit just little nuggets here. They saw in Egypt, they saw the ten plagues. And when those plagues would hit, it wouldn't mess with them. It would go after the, the, the Egyptians. I mean, you think about some of them, swarms of locusts. Open the door and get locusts in your teeth. Not the, not the Israelites. The, the water was turned to blood, but when the Israelites would go, it wouldn't happen. Their cows were beaten and killed and stoned by hailstones. Not the Israelites. When the darkness would come on the face, it wouldn't come on them. When the frogs went into the Pharaoh's palace, it didn't go with them. They witnessed that. Now, one of the greatest of all, all, all those are wonderful to read. I sit there and look at those and think, my goodness. Now, the Pharaoh's heart was hardened. You could see that. But, but the last one, the tenth one, was the death of the firstborn. And remember what God said? God said, if you will put the blood of the lamb, a lamb that was spotless without blemish, and it, it was in reference of Jesus, he said, if you'll put the blood of the lamb over your doorways and your lentils, right here, put the blood over there. When the angel of death comes in that night, When he sees that blood above the doorpost and on your home, he'll pass by. But if he doesn't see it, there's going to be death. They witnessed that firsthand. Can you imagine the whores, the screams in that city that night of hearing the death of the firstborn? And you go back and you look at all that. The, the, The only thing that mattered that day was the blood. That was it. Nothing else mattered but the blood of Jesus. So they saw that. And then God says, I'm going to take you out of here. Can you imagine going to the Red Sea and watching it split? And when I watch the Ten Commandments in Charleston, Charleston Heston, or whatever his name is, does that, that's incredible. Can you imagine the real version? And then it says that, that the Pharaoh, the horse and the rider, went after him. So the Israelites are running, fleeing, thinking, how are we getting out of here? And here they come, and all of a sudden, Whoa! You don't think that affects you? So then they start moving on. I'm just giving them little give them little hits now. They start complaining about not having any food. So God reigns. Man, it's kind of like cotton candy today. It just rained down on them. They'd eat and they'd eat and they belly ached and said, We need fresh water. So God would split the rocks and there's what? Can you imagine seeing all this? And then they belly ached about the manor. And so God said, You know what? I'm going to give you a great Thanksgiving dinner. We're going to have quail this year. Just over and over and over. But then he starts talking about, For 40 years, they saw me work. Verse 10. Therefore, I was angry with that generation. That's that's a word we may highlight. Because a lot of times people don't want to talk about the anger of God. But when I look at that, why was God angry with them? They wouldn't believe him. They would not believe him and heed his word. So it said he was angry. And he said, they always go astray or turn away in their heart. And they have not known my ways. They refuse to do what I tell them. I swore my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. And so they provoke God by their lack of faith. Now watch what takes place here, verse 12. Beware brethren, beware us right here tonight. Least there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Now, if I was to go around here and say, can you give me a, a word that would describe evil? I mean, I could say to David, give me a word that would be evil. And he could say, man, a, a person who murders, we'd all say, that's evil. A, a, a person that's a, a habitual thief, or yeah, those are evil. But it's interesting to me that God threw unbelief in the same category as evil. And he said, an evil heart... Of unbelief. And so I look at that and I think. Usually when we look at unbelief. Well, that's not a big deal. So what if you don't believe God. But in God's eyes it was huge. Read it again here. He said. Beware brethren. Lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. And that unbelief causes you to part from the living God. God views us as the abandonment of, of the abandonment of faith. He says, you've packed up and you've left because you don't believe me and trust me anymore. Verse 13. But exhort, encourage, warn one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So you know what we're to do? We're to warn each other. We're to encourage each other. Keep keep fighting the good kind of faith. Keep living by faith. Don't throw in the towel. Stay with it. Stay with today. Today. I, I think we ought to do better than we're doing as the body of Christ. I really do. We need to get after people in a loving way. Where I would look at Roxanne and say, I'm no better than you, but this is what the Word of God says. And we're talking about believers here, okay? Verse 14. For we have become partakers, participants, associates, companions of Christ. If, 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 if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Now, this is interesting because he said we became partakers of Christ. How? We hold firm to the beginning as it was the end. So now we got to go back to something. How did all this begin that you and me became partakers of Christ? Well, you heard the word. You heard somebody preaching about Jesus and you heard an altar call and they said, you need to give your heart to Jesus. And guess what you did? You believed the word that was spoken and the way you became a partaker of Christ. You said, Lord Jesus, I believe in you and And not only do I believe in you, I confess you as Lord of my life. So he said, the same way you started, you go ahead and end that way. What's he talking about? The same way we get born again. We hear the word of God. We believe it and we act on it and we speak it. We keep living that same way. As the beginning, firm, 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 steadfast to the end. And you, you guys ought to be shouting tonight. This is some good stuff. I'm a lot more passionate about this than you are. This is good. So again, I look at that and I think, do any of you remember when you gave your heart to Jesus? I, I, I know this guy will know the answer, so I'm going to ask him. Gary Bender, what, what day and year did you get born again? He knows. That's incredible. So guess what happened? That that day was probably more important than the natural physical birth of him because when you give your heart to you know, man. I remember the day I got born again. I thought, how could Jesus save a sinner like me? But he did. Woo! We ought to live that same way. We ought to live so full of the things of God that it just rolls out of us. Oh, I've got to hurry. Okay. Where are we at? Verse 15. While it is said today, here it is again, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. So again, he brings up the, the thing. You gotta continue, 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 continue. Listen, it's not always a bed of roses. It's not always follow the yellow brick road. Woohoo! I'm telling you, there's some days, man, you just got to get up by faith and you keep doing those things. But stay with it. Verse 16. For who having heard, they rebelled. Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses, even though God was so good to him? Now, with whom was he angry? Forty years. Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpse fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey. There was a promise of entering his rest. And he said, listen boys, you're not going to walk in that blessing. You know why? You didn't obey. And if you look back at verse 16, he said, you heard. You heard, you heard my promises, you heard my blessings, but you just wouldn't obey. Verse 19. So we see, now watch this. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. The thing that kept them out of walking in the blessings, the promises of God, was unbelief. So when we study this about them, they were written for our example. And if they didn't enter that place of rest because of unbelief, that can happen to me. Chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering this rest, that same promise... It still remains. It hadn't gone anywhere. Let us fear at least any of you to have come short of it. So guess what he's just telling me. As they came short of it. Me and you can come short of it. Just not going to happen. For indeed the gospel. uh, The word of God was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. So now we go all the way back to Romans 10, 17, where he said faith comes by hearing. So I can hear the word and I can hear the word of God, but just because I hear the word of God doesn't mean it's going to happen. So what he just tells here, I can hear it, I can hear it, I can hear it, but what they hear, heard didn't profit them. That can happen? Yeah, keep reading, keep reading. Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So, what does that mean? Okay. We can hear the word, but we got to mix the word with faith. So, I'm thinking of the word mix. So, I'm I'm, not that I'm a baker or anything. I'm not. You wouldn't want to eat a cake of mine, but I can understand the analogy of it. So, you get a big old bowl, you're making a cake. You throw the cake batter in or the batch in, whatever, and then you throw some eggs in it. You throw some milking or whatever and you get it all in there now you've got it all in there but it's not going to do you no good until you mix it you got to mix it and you got to stir it up so now the ingredients of faith is we hear the word of god and we throw a little bit of the word of god there and then when i hear the word of god i begin to believe the word of god and when i believe the word of god that tells me i accept the word of god and because i accept the word of god i start speaking the word of god and because i speak the word i start doing it I'm mixing, I'm mixing, I'm mixing, I'm mixing. Faith comes by hearing. So I start speaking the scriptures out loud. And the more I speak the word of God, the more I hear the word of God. And when I hear the word of God, it reinforces the faith in me. So you keep speaking the word and just like, man, I'm mixing, I'm mixing, I'm mixing, I'm mixing. I'm about to hyperventilate. So you see right here, old oh man, let's go here, let's stop here. For we who have believed, we do enter that rest. So guess what he just tells us? We can enter those promises. But man, we got to do it by faith. We got to stir it up and say, Father God, I, I believe you'll do everything you say you'll do. And so even in the area of the life, and I just keep speaking the word. That's why he said Mark 11. Speak to the mountain. Well what am I supposed to speak to the mountain? I'm supposed to speak to the word of God. So when you're overwhelmed. How many of you are overwhelmed in life right now? You can raise your hand if you're overwhelmed. In, in uh, Hebrews 13 6 it says. That you may boldly say. The Lord is my helper. He said, boldly say, he said boldly say it. When I boldly confess the word of God. The reason I boldly confess it. Because I believe it. You may boldly say. Father, God will do this today. When my life is where I'm in place, I'm afraid. He said in 2 Timothy 1.7, God hadn't given me a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and the soundness of mind. And even in my life, when I'm full of worry and thinking, what's going to happen? He said in four, uh, Philippians 4.6, he said, Be anxious for nothing, but with everything in prayer and supplication, make your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses my understanding will guard my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. So guess what? Whether I'm overwhelmed, whether I'm worried, whatever's going on in there, man, I keep speaking the word. I just keep saying what I do, and that reinforces that faith because anytime I hear the word of God, faith is coming. So you keep speaking the word. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.